Cue intro music. Huh? Cue the intro music. Yeah, I will. Let's do it. Uh, let me think of a joke. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Um. Okay, you ready? Okay. Uh, n- knock, knock. Who's there? Us with the Playback Podcast, episode 16. Shit. There you go. I like that. Shut that shit off, shut that shit off, shut that shit off. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Playback Podcast. My name is Noah. I'm joined here with Hyder Al-Naim. Why did you use the full government? Uh, speak a little louder. Uh, so why did you use the full government? I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I felt like it today. Um, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Just watched it, finally. Yeah. Dude, that shit was so hard. I, I got no spoilers. This is one of the first times I've ever like not watched a movie. And not gotten spoiled for me. That's good. Especially uh, because it's Monday, which is uh, the day that we record our podcast. And you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also find it on YouTube. We are back to video. So uh, that's going to be on YouTube now. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to that so you guys never miss another episode. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about one of, I think, in my opinion, spoiler alert, probably the best movie of the year uh, my favorite movie of the year i think right now um it's pretty solidified and we're gonna be talking about that in non-spoiler fashion and in spoiler fashion so make sure you guys uh go watch the movie if you haven't already and then come back to this uh, and then we're gonna be talking about some movie news like we usually do so uh anything you want to say before we hop right in uh nope let's get straight into this okay so spider-man across the spider-verse came out this weekend and uh i got the chance to see it twice i was pretty vocal about what i thought about it on our instagram you can go follow us it's going to be linked down below in the description but uh Hyder has not seen it yet until about like two hours ago or something like that i mean like I you left just the got movie out like it. less than an hour ago yeah so uh i want to get into what you thought of the movie um Hyder, what did you think of spider-man across the spider-verse right, let's do this without spoilers first mm-hmm. um obviously this is the, what they did for good in the first movie, but in my opinion, it took a way bigger jump <clears throat> animation. Mm-hmm. It was so many different styles. They jumped from like live to, sorry, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. damn. They, jumped, they, jumped, <laughs> they jumped through a lot of shit with the animation. It was just really cool to see, especially because they mix a lot of it. Uh-huh. Um, surprisingly, the soundtrack was a little bit weaker than the other, first movie, but the score was way better. Okay. Like all the... Si- the little sound effects the uh time to play the correct instrumentals um when it when to raise the volume and when to like lower the volume was good too um i'm just thinking i've i've heard that the sound the sound mix for for certain theaters were a little bit off because we have at our theater that we go to is the uh the dolby atmos theater and um apparently the story goes is that dolby atmos uh sound mix for this movie was off a little bit that's why in the beginning when you try to hear uh the intro music the the music is so loud that some people couldn't hear gwen stacy's monologue and um spider punk's uh volume was a little bit off to me i didn't really uh get a lot of that 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. So you were fine with it in the beginning. I I could see what they were saying, but I could still hear her. I just had to like listen. Yeah, listen like pretty hard. Yeah. Um, other people who have watched like the IMAX stuff uh, with with different uh, sound systems, they were fine, I guess. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind if you're gonna watch this movie. Um. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have that big of an issue with the volume. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't watch the Titan though. Oh wow! I just, okay. I just got a regular show. Oh. Uh, voice acting out. in this movie was on point mm-hmm. every like every single person mm-hmm. um specifically the i don't know her name but the voice actor for his mom mm-hmm. Haley steinfield oscar isaac mm-hmm. they all did really really good in this movie mm-hmm. um and then uh pacing you mentioned it uh-huh. and so i kept an eye on it the entire movie but the pacing for this movie does not drop at any point like the way and they, when it does too, it drops perfectly. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't slow down the rest of the movie. Like, um, they they take a lot of time for these character development moments, and they're placed perfectly because they're long moments too. Yeah, like they really flesh it out, and it's placed in a perfect like like uh, order throughout the entire movie. That actually takes me to my next point. This is a longer movie. Mm-hmm. The way they made it feel though, like I was okay with it being two and a half hours. <clears throat> I don't think it was that full time, but that's like how much the show time. It was like two twenty or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, it was like nearly two and a half hours. It felt fine. Mm-hmm. I did not have an issue. Some movies drag on for a really long time. This was perfect. Um, and then you can tell that they really care with like stuff I'll mention later. But like the addition of certain people, even as like a joke, you can tell that they care. Yeah. So uh, this this movie was obviously produced by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller. They're huge nerds, huge fans of every medium that they uh, have like put their their feet into, and feet into, feet. dip their feet into like yeah. the water. Is that kind of feet? Okay, let's chill out here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they're really, really, really respectful to like the the. Um, I'm not gonna say canon, but you know, um, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the fucking comic books and the yeah and the yeah i mean so. it's not even just the comic book there's so many like platforms and like medias that spider-man is famous on mm-hmm. every like they t- they went to like even shit that's in our like every day mm-hmm. which I'll, again i'll mention later but uh um, you you were talking about the voice actors for me i think that the standouts everybody that you just said but to add on to that i think that brian tyree henry he was always a favorite and then um, Jason Schwartzman as the spot. I really liked him. This might be his best comic book movie because he was also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And uh, that is, he was, uh, he was Gil or, or uh, Gideon. There you go. G-Man Yeah, is what they called him. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Jason Schwartzman. I uh, really loved him in this movie. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I'm not going to say the next part. I'll say it to the very end of uh, the, the spoiler review, but I got some more stuff to say. Um, how did you think? What did you think of the movie? I really loved it. I think that the uh, the art style, because I, I, I mentioned this too, that the, the director, one of the main directors, uh, was Joaquin Dos Santos, and he did the Legend of Korra series. He did a lot of episodes on that, and um, I think he was able to add a bunch of his you know intellect with, with art and art styles, different art styles. Um, first of all, the pacing of this movie, like, I, uh, like you said, and you mentioned that it was just perfect. Um, for two hours and 20 minutes, they put character development spots uh in the right uh spots get it uh mm-hmm. in the right spot you know and um none of it felt like it was too much it didn't feel excess or anything like that i think that uh what they did with gwen stacy's character making her more of a, a prominent lead in this 
instead yeah. of just the love interest of Miles. They they really focused on her story and her universe. Uh, the relationship with her dad was something that I didn't think I was going to be super attached to, but I really am. And uh, everything in this movie, the plot makes sense. You know, like you have, and I'll say this, um, Spider-Verse is, is handling the multiverse better than anybody else. They they handled it better than everything ever all at once. They handling it better than, um, what do you call it? Uh, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Studios. And uh, they, they just make everything make sense. Uh, everything down to what, you know, Miguel O'Hara is talking about with with uh, their situation, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, it just makes sense, and things move linear, uh, linearly in a in a really smart way. And I think that that's all uh, thanks to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller because they're fucking geniuses. And uh, the comedy is very sharp. I think that you know they don't focus too hard on one joke and then just you know play with that. They they like throw in little jokes every now and then. And then, like, it gets paid off later. So, like, there's a there's a bit with uh, Spider-Man India, and they uh, they they foreshadowed it in the very beginning, in a fight with Miles Morales and uh, and the spot. So, just little stuff like that. It makes me uh, appreciate the movie a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I want to go back to the art style. There's like five or six different art styles that stood out to me. My favorite is is Gwen Stacy's universe. Uh, this watercolor, like pastel kind of. What, what about you? Um. 2099 mm-hmm. and then and this is a spoiler so i won't say it yet are we into spoiler talk no all right um i don't know 42 is that what, which one it is yeah yeah mm-hmm. 2099 or 42 mm. um i want to talk about the music also because you said that the soundtrack was weaker mm-hmm. i think this soundtrack is better oh than you the do? first one yeah um the score is definitely better I will say that. Yeah. Uh, the score is amazing. It's one of my favorite scores I've ever listened to. Um, before we started filming, I was just listening to uh, the Spider-Gwen theme. You were. Or Spider-Woman theme. Uh, Daniel Pemberton is is the person who did the score for this, and he did the score for the first one as well. And I love this, uh, the music. It's it's just so perfect for every single universe. It's, like, it's all different. But there's like a singular theme within all of the music. I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain. I just I really connected with it. Um, but the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is better mm. uh, than the first one, except for Sunflower. Well, yeah, always. That's like yeah, the main Sunflower song. is the main song. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for for that. I I just really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a ten out of ten in my opinion. Um, it's it's getting the playback stamp for me. Yep, that's and, our, uh, our second movie. Oh, it's a ten out of ten for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is our second. Hold on. Do I have a Do I have a sound effect loaded? Shit. Hold on. I guess. Yeah. Ten out of ten for uh, for the both of us. All right. Yeah, hopefully that works. We'll, we'll change uh, that. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, and uh, I think with that down, there's not really much else to. Well, why yeah. is it? What makes it a ten out of ten for you? All right, so I was telling because uh, I watched this with our, my friend Trevor, who's already watched it twice. This is his second time watching it. He also agrees, ten out of ten movie. Um, I I like when movies don't harbor on like <clears throat> on like their first movie too much. Like if it's a second movie, if it's a sequel, they're yeah. not like attempting to like they're not doing the same dis- thing. Yeah, discredit it or like do the same thing. And you know, to your point, I watched Into the Spider Verse again a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and I was just like. Wow, these these don't feel like the same movie, yeah. Um, because Into the Spider Verse is more of like a 
more of an origin story for Miles Morales, obviously. Um, and then they get to the big fight at the end with Kingpin, and like that's it. With this, uh, this is kind of getting into spoilers, but who, who fucking cares? Um, it's set up as like Empire Strikes Back kind of yes. kind of deal. You know. All right. Um, my thing is the overarching like story to me, like the big like points of the story are more like drastic. Mm-hmm. One of the main points is like, um, no matter how small it is, everything you do has an effect. Yeah. Even like as a joke again, we're just gonna hop into spoilers. Fuck it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, we're talking about spoilers now. Um, when he throws the bagel at the doc, like the doctor, or mm-hmm. the scientist, he doesn't think it's gonna make that motherfucker the spot. No. And it's it's a smart in. Yeah, and it's a smart way to like even as a joke to they frame it as a joke. Mm-hmm. It's still a major point because yep. Miles Morales is not supposed to do that stuff like this. It causes an issue, and then in India he saves the kid and the the, the, and cop. the yeah the captain yeah yeah and it causes a whole huge event to happen. Mm-hmm. It's um, like that I like that they involve this his theme and everything and make it affect the other Spider Man. Yeah. Um, okay, so obviously we're going into spoilers now, so let's, that's the last warning. Um, we're going to be talking about stuff that we loved, stuff that we didn't really like, but there's not that much for me. Mm-hmm. That's literally nothing I legit for me, wrote actually. down for this um, on my like, pro-cons list that I do for the non-spoiler. Zero to very little issues. Yeah. With like the soundtrack being my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you, I mean, other people enjoy it. It's just how you like music. Yeah. So we're we're gonna get into spoilers now. Um, you were talking about the canon event stuff. Yes. Um, every little thing is like a butterfly effect, and I appreciated that because the way that they lay it out, they throw the seeds out there. They start off with, um, "Oh, you created me." The yeah. Spot is telling Miles, "You created me," and then you know he throws in little stuff about the spider uh, that bit him in the first movie, and then we get long uh, closer to the end. We get towards uh, Miguel O'Hara's universe, and then they tell you even more about the spider. And then that sets you up for the plot twist at the very end. Oh, shit. He's not in the right universe because the spider that bit him is from a different universe. Mm -hmm. And then it sets up that plot twist. And that's what I thought was so fucking genius about this movie. Um, Let's get right into the plot twist. That's probably the biggest thing. Uh, There's no post-credit scenes or anything. So plot twist. What do you think of the plot twist? How do you, you know, how do you, how do you like that? I like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes the most sense. The person who's actually steering him the correct way is his father. Mm-hmm. His mom wants him to be a good person, and maybe Miles' way, that Earth 42 Miles, is a good person, but he's evil. Mm-hmm. Like, he's you not know, like how his uncle was. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his dad turned him into a hero. Yeah. So, losing his dad, he, like, loses his moral compass. Yeah. It's like it's like losing his Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. literally. And um, so, the canon events, uh, things have to happen for a reason. And in Earth 42, where the spider was originally supposed to bite the Miles Morales from Earth 42, uh, accidentally got sucked in into our Miles universe, which I think is 1610. Okay, there's a lot of numbers and stuff. But um, he was never supposed to become Spider-Man. And that was something that when they said it, I was like, holy shit, that's a really good theme for the movie. Because, dude, this guy, he's already, first of all, he's already black. He's already Afro-Latino, right? So he's going up against that. And that's something else. And then they just add in this other thing like, hey, he was never supposed to be Spider-Man anyway. Um, and I feel like that just adds so much to his character. And it makes me root for him even more. I think I'm, I'm starting to like Miles Morales a little bit better than uh, than Peter Parker. Um, that's just my opinion. But I mean, Yeah, I can see where you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But then this that also like that whole he's not supposed to be the Spider-Man. Um, 
adds so much more to the first movie. Because mm-hmm. then you look at everything a little bit differently. Because when there Peter Parker dies because he turned into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And there's no longer a need for two Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Spot like becomes a thing. The whole reactor blowing up causing this like mass effect to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially creating the spider society. Yeah. Like so much shit happens because of him accidentally getting bit by something that wasn't his fault. Yeah. And I really like that. I like that for the character and I like that for the third movie, which is coming out in like 10 months, which is amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about spider woman, AKA Gwen Stacy in this movie. She's more of a prominent lead. We talked about that in the, in the non-spoiler part, but I don't know, man. I think that uh, she had a lot to do in this movie, and uh, her character is very strong. Uh, you know, so what did you? Uh, what What else did you like about Gwen Stacy and uh, and any of the other side characters? I like the the way that this this is about to be a movie, the way the movie does it. The way that the movie frames the way she thinks, because you said you mentioned it, she's drumming and she's thinking over like while she's drumming and playing mm-hmm. music, and it, hers pop up like when she hits the drum, it's like a little memory bubble pops up. I like that a lot. You can tell that she cares for her father the same way that Miles cares for his family. Mm-hmm. Where he wants to tell them, but he knows that like he doesn't think that they'll accept him. Mm-hmm. And hers is the same way. Um, difference is she's lost more essentially at this point. She doesn't have a mom. She's lost her like best friend. Versus Miles, whose best friend is her. And I don't know. It just I like her story. I think her story right now is a little bit stronger than Miles, but Miles is building to be strong, the strongest. Mm-hmm. And like I think that for Gwen in the first movie, she was more of a foil to for for Miles' story. And then in this one, uh, Gwen is also a foil, but she has more to do. And um, you know, she pushes the plot along a lot more with her decisions. Uh, you know, she goes to Miles' universe uh, when she was supposed to just get in, get out to find the spot, but instead. Uh, she goes and visits uh, Miles. They're talking. They're hanging out. They're swinging around. Um, what are they? Manhattan? Brooklyn? Brooklyn. And um, they're just swinging around. And, and, you know, she gets distracted. And that's what leads to the spot getting even more powerful because he was uh, going to Alchemex and, uh, and was a, another super collider or something. He was yeah. just getting more powerful. And uh, like you were talking about, it's, uh, it's a domino effect. It's a... It's a butterfly effect. Every single time they they make a choice, something happens. They fuck up. That's a classic Spider-Man theme. Yeah, you know. So, but it even goes. Yeah, it even goes with like the small things that the spot's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no choice but to turn to a life of crime because of what Spider-Man did to me. Mm-hmm. And like the spot isn't even really the 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 main villain in this. It's more of a setup to uh, to Beyond the Spider-Verse with him being the uh the main villain but yeah. they wrote him in a way where you know you still care about him and you still care about his journey to becoming a villain and hopefully redemption at the end of uh beyond the spider-verse but really the antagonist is um is uh is miguel o'hara spider-man 2099 and mm-hmm. um a good villain a good antagonist is uh someone who you know they they're doing like the wrong thing but we know why they're doing the wrong thing like it makes sense and uh, his whole thing is that he wants to to keep the multiverse intact, and he's trying to tell Miles, "Hey, someone has to die. That's a canon event. Someone has to die, otherwise, you know, shit's gonna go wrong." And what do you know? It, it, it ends up going wrong. Uh, so you said uh, Oscar Isaac was was one of your favorite parts. Yes, just the voice acting. You can uh-huh. tell that like 
this is a dude who's been through a lot mm-hmm. and doesn't care what like they feel he has to make sure everything goes to plan mm-hmm. because of what he's done in the past. Yeah. I think it's it's a way of saving everyone and also saving the other Spider-Man. Yeah. And plus he's like he's seen a, sh- a shit ton of like universes collapse and stuff. He's uh caused one. Yeah, he's caused one. Um and his daughter got fucking eviscerated. Yeah. In 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 that instance. So um he knows what he's talking about and I think that the whole like uh battle between him and miles was really just about that you know mm-hmm. trying to get miles to understand that but uh he's of course not gonna understand that because he's a kid and he doesn't want to lose his dad and i like that conflict yeah so it's like it's the responsibility versus like being selfish essentially mm-hmm. yeah um some of my favorite go ahead there's like a little moment where because in that fight when they're arguing mm-hmm. he goes i can do both yeah Gwen also had a moment earlier in the movie where she did that. Yeah. Where she was like, you can't be, like, you can't save Miles and go save this universe. And then yeah. she yells, I can do both. Yeah. I mean, they're all the same. They're all the same person at different stages. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite additions to it was uh, was Spider-Man India. Mm-hmm. And um, quick story. So, you know, free comic book day? Yeah. Me and my dad, we used to go. And I think it was like, I was like six. Like, to, it was 2006 or something like that. And we went to free comic book day, local comic book shop in uh northern california and the first comic that i got for free comic book day was uh spider-man india number one and uh and that that it's a lot different than than what they portrayed here and i personally like the uh the portrayal here uh did you know that that guy was karan what's his name karan Karan uh, Sony. Oh, no. Didn't know. Barar from fucking, from <laughs> Jesse. Because like, he's a Karan. I'm like, that's the only Karan. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's, uh, he's a uh, dopender from Deadpool. Oh, no, now I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, he was one of my favorite that's, parts. That's what he said a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was one of my favorite parts. I love his universe and his art style um, a lot. His music was really fun and colorful. Um, his whole, like, backstory with his, with his girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really funny. I think it was he was fucking hilarious, and uh, the whole time he like doesn't have to try in school, but he tries anyway. He doesn't have to do anything to his hair, no product. The chai tea bit, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, and then Hobie Brown, the uh, the Spider Punk. Spider Punk is the best part of this movie, in my yeah. opinion. Really, like best Spider Man in this movie, in my opinion. He's a he's a real one for sure. Uh, he was the whole time while talking to Miles while they were going through the Spire Society. He was picking off you know like tools and stuff so he can make his own wristband, and uh, and later in the end that just foreshadows to the point where uh, Gwen Stacy gets another wristband and uh, brings the whole team back. Yeah, but you know the whole like use your both your full hands. Mm-hmm. I knew immediately when he said use your full hands. I'm like, oh, this this dude's gonna do something like it's gonna yeah. help. he's like the good Spider Man. His whole thing, too, was about, like, uh, standing up to the establishment. Yeah, it, legit yeah. the whole time, he's like, yeah, no, I don't like being in teams. Yeah, so it makes sense that he's the guy that, like, you know, pursue, or not persuades uh, Miles to, to break out of there yeah. and uh, to do something different. Um, I can't wait to see him back in, uh, in Beyond the Spider-Verse. We also know that, uh, let's see, Nicolas Cage's uh, Spider-Man Noir is coming back, uh, Penny Parker, uh, John Mulaney's Spider-Ham, and uh who else uh jake johnson's uh peter b peter b parker what'd you think about him in this movie oh uh i mean he vo- i i know immediately who is his white voice i think they kind of like dulled his character a little bit but on purpose because he's a dad now he's not the same like reckless spider-man he was before 
Um, or oh, reckless. Not like reckless, but like didn't care. He only cared about like, I'll explain it. He wasn't as careful before, but now he's like with his kid and he's running around and stuff. He's more excited to be Spider-Man. I think in, in the first one, he was definitely still careful. I think he was just going through depression because of yeah. his, his divorce. And um, I, I like the fact that he had a smaller role because that gave more uh, more screen time and, and more stuff to do for Gwen Stacy. But that also just sets him up to be in the next one. And he's going to be a main player because that ending scene, they have their whole little team together. Don't tell your mom. Yeah, don't tell your mom. Uh, uh, I really liked uh, Mayday in this. Yeah. I thought it was a good addition. It makes uh, it makes Peter feel more like a, another character and not just like a, uh, a nimwit from the first one. Nitwit, excuse me. Nimwit. Dimwit. Dimwit, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. There's going to be other Spider-Man in this next one. Yeah, so for me, I think that they were just... Uh, this is the craziest that it's going to be, I think. Because I all of the, the Spider-Man that we saw in the uh, in the Spider-Society... Yeah. Just there for, for cameo and like yeah. fan, you know? Which is not a bad thing at all. That was the, that was the point I was telling you. I was like, I think they care a lot about the fans. Yeah. So even in the smallest way, they like put in like all these memes. The all Lego Spider Man. The Lego Spider Man was funny as that was shit. Funny, yeah. And did you know um, that guy who who animated that whole thing? He um, he's just a kid who animated like a Spider Man thing on on YouTube, and then the uh, the filmmakers got him, and he animated that whole segment in there. Uh, I saw it on TikTok, and then I kept going on Twitter to see if it was real. Mm-hmm. The ice cream Spider-Man is in the chase scene. Ice cream? You know, when you go to the... Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. The ice cream? Yeah, yeah it's chasing yeah. him. Yeah. Um, ben Riley, Adam Samber- Andy Samberg. Yeah. Uh, I like what they did with him. Yeah, they yeah. made him like the super like... Like the emo guy. Emo guy, but he's also a fucking idiot. Yeah, and uh, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, some people were saying that they did him dirty. They kind of did, but I mean, like at the same time, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, There's also the 2099 white suit in one of the flashbacks. There, there's literally every single yeah. spider-man in this um and then in uh he's even playing the sony i think it's the ps4 game his his roommate's playing the game mm-hmm. yeah um some people said that that was a spider-man 2 gameplay too and they they just like put it in there just so that you can see it he's playing a ps5 um i love the little the little references to like the mcu yeah because it's not connected but it it is in the sense but like they're just having fun with it is yeah. how i see it um so they're you know they know that the audience isn't stupid uh they know that spider-man fans who are watching this probably watched no way home so they they mentioned the stuff that happened in no way home and um they do the the little tree branch from loki yeah the multiverse branch to to show you like hey this is the multiverse um i think that was smart because it doesn't like differentiate too much and um, it's an easy way to explain to people, you know, what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Fuck. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. All right. Um, um, go ahead. Some of the stuff I mentioned. Uh, I like the design of Spider-Punk um, and how he kept switching to comic books, like different comic books. Mm-hmm. Like the way he was, like, I don't know how to explain His color panel kept, color it was palette a kept switching. Yeah. yeah. It was like newspaper clippings. Um, and then... You know how you everyone they obviously all have spider sense, but there was everybody's was different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the same like oh they get the fucking lines on the side of their head and they f- like start looking. Some of them weren't getting it like they're like, uh, Spider Punk like was like his guitar started shaking and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
The lines? The lines started moving. Um, oh, the strings of it? Yeah. And then there's like Gwen's, her eyes like get wider mm-hmm. whenever it happens. It's just like little like details where they're not all the same, but they all have like similar powers. Uh, Jessica Drew, a spider woman. I feel like we should, uh, you know, uh, shout out Issa Rae. She was good in the movie. She didn't have as big of a role as I thought she was going to, but she's basically Miguel O'Hara's like right hand woman, right hand man. So, um, the the fact that she's pregnant is also funny um, because I think in the comics, I don't know if you knew this, but like apparently she was pregnant in some of the issues too, which is uh, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one part where I think Miles was was fighting Jessica Drew, and like like he kicks her like in the face, and she goes back oh shit he goes back can you still hear me yeah he goes back into like a bus or something and uh and webs her up and i was like fuck dude that baby yeah it's like shit like miles almost just killed a baby um anyway yeah jessica drew really good in this movie too um she's probably going to be one of the main antagonists I, in the next one yeah i don't know this is gonna be a guess i think she's gonna she's gonna like flip on him what do you mean flip on him? on like 2099 Honestly, I think uh, everybody's going to be uh, flipping, not on 2099, but flipping on the spot. I feel like Miguel O'Hara is going to be like, you know what? Yeah, you can you can have both. And then they're going to try to fight the spot. Because I think the spot is going to be the one to ultimately kill uh, Miles' dad. Because at the end, the spot was already in Miles' universe, 1610, waiting for, for, uh, for his dad to get home. I didn't notice it immediately. But Trevor pointed it out while it was happening, and I'm glad he did because I wouldn't have seen it. But you know how um, in uh, India, mm-hmm. in like that whatever universe the the India one was in, mm-hmm. um, how Miles is being shown the future, but not just his future, like all the futures of all the Spider Men that he, that were there. Yeah, there was a bunch of dead Spider Men. Yeah, like a lot. And so I mean, it could happen. It could just like they all decide to jump the spot. There's a deleted scene. Um, they just came out and said it. I read this a couple hours ago, but a deleted post-credit scene for it, which was uh, it had to do with the spot going into a bar, and it's a it's a spider bar inside uh, the Spider Society, and it's a fight scene with the spot versus all of these Spider-Man, and they all die. And that's the po- that was supposed to be the post-credit scene, um, and the spot is like kicking their ass because uh they make fun of him they make fun of his face they make fun of the way he looks and he just goes fucking berserk on everybody um i want to talk about two of the live action cameos you said in the in the non-spoiler part My bad. uh the live action the live action so that was very very cool to see because i have not seen um them do like this uh this hybrid mm-hmm. before in a, a very long time and um so the first universe the spot goes he finds out that his his uh powers can take him to different dimensions and he pops into the Venomverse, and he sees uh, Mrs. Chen, the, yeah. the Asian lady in the in the Chinatown store, in uh, in Eddie Brock's San Francisco, which is cool. You know, I mean, like that's a that's a nice little neat little touch. That does not touch anything. Uh, what we see next in Spider Society when they walk, when Miles is walking down, and he finds uh, Donald Glover as the Prowler in in one of the like prison cages and i don't know about your theater both my theater is fucking like they they jumped um not everybody's gonna understand that donald glover is like essential into the creation of of miles morales because that's literally who he was uh based off of and um do you know the story of that no 
So, okay, the guy, okay, so in 2011, 2012, uh, they were looking for their next Spider-Man, right? Uh, for the Amazing Spider-Man, their reboot, okay? And uh, a huge petition started because Donald Glover was on Community and he wore Spider-Man pajamas. And everybody was like, yo, we need to make Donald Glover the next Spider-Man. And it was a whole fucking petition. It's probably one of the biggest petitions that have ever happened on the internet. And uh, that was like the start of like, you know, the change.org stuff for like stuff like that. Um, started a huge petition, started a movement basically on on getting Donald Glover to be Spider-Man. Obviously, he wasn't Spider-Man. Uh, he was, um, it was uh, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. for The Amazing Spider-Man. But... One of the comic writers, the guy who did the Ultimate Spider-Man reboot, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man comic line, uh, which is a really good line, um, he saw that and was like, huh, we should make an African-American Spider-Man. And they did. And they based it based off of what Donald Glover was looking like in that Spider-Man stuff. So it's all because uh, he wore Spider-Man PJs on a TV show. And that's why we got Miles Morales, and that's why we have this fucking movie, which is crazy to think about, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, domino effect, whole butterfly Everything effect. Everything is connected. Yeah. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about this movie, man? Um, there's just, I'm so excited for the next one. Well, okay. So the Prowler thing. I mean, you know, that, are now, you thinking that that's from the, that's, the MCU? Prowler? That's definitely MCU Prowler. Yeah, like, I think so too. And I even know. if you go based off timeline. He was what in the the end credit scene of the first one. Yeah, and that's like it's been like. And he's on the phone with Miles. Yeah, and it's been like seven years. It's been yeah, like like at the very least five years because that's how long the blip was. Mm-hmm. That's so. the very least it's been. So yeah, no, he could look like that right now, mm-hmm. and he's in full gear, not yeah. like starting out like no, he's building not a in, costume. Not in how he was in ho- uh, Homecoming. Do you, did you see the subtle like, the thing that I noticed though with that because he's in the cage getting put in the. Uh, go back home machine what'd you notice he was like fourth or fifth in line and they were like cranking him out he got sent back mm-hmm. so that was like a, i don't know if that, that was intended because sony has nothing to do with the mcu but that was funny i was like he's gonna go back to the fucking mcu oh yeah no i didn't i didn't know that they were even in a line i thought it was just no like yeah it was it was cranking them out like a line mm. and that's why like one by one they were getting moved into the go back machine mm. Um, so they're starting to, you know, do a little bit of spinoffs on this. Um, they're talking about a Spider-Woman spinoff, um, primarily focused on, you know, Gwen Stacy's character. Mm-hmm. I'd be very, very happy with that. If they keep the same art style for this stuff, like, I'm I'm so into it. Um, for me, I think that they, Sony made the three best Spider-Man movies, like, out of all of them. And this is definitely better than anything that Disney has ever made. For for the Spider Man character at least. Ever made. Huh? Ever made. Ever made? What do you mean? <laughs> Just ever made. <laughs> you think this is the best Spider Man movie? Yeah. What's your uh, what's your top three Spider Man movies? Um two. Or no, this one two. Across the Spider Verse, Spider Man two. Yeah. Mm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. One then no way home. Tied. So into the Spider Verse isn't No. And Spider-Verse is like a 8 out of 10 for me. It's a really, really, really good movie. I think it goes Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse for me. All right. And um, I have had Spider-Man 2 at the top for so long. Even when No Way Home came out, I was like, no, Spider-Man 2 is still good. Or still much, it's like so much better. 
Um, so yeah, I think for me, it goes Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and then probably Spider-Man No Way Home, I think. Mm, yeah. yeah. It, it, Into the Spider-Verse is probably like fifth place for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what the, bottom, I know what the bo- bottom of my list looks like. Fortunately for Andrew too? Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, he's in this movie, by the way, too. I like how they do that. Um, yeah. They put, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I like their their own subtle references of things that they own. Their Spider-Man version. Yeah. Like um, with was Andrew Garfield with uh, Gwen's dad? No, uh-huh. it's Gwen's dad. Yeah, and then Tobey Maguire with Uncle Ben. Yeah. Um, we didn't see any Tom Holland cameo in there. Um, I think that's because they're still working out the contract, yeah. and they still want to like make him uh, give him you know his his own stuff. Because uh, this isn't in association with Marvel Studios at all, but they do huh. mention Doctor Strange and they do mention all that stuff. So uh, they're they're playing nice right now. It's a, still a weird uh, little handshake agreement that they have, but they're playing nice. And hopefully in Beyond the Spider Verse, uh, I want to see all three of them again plus Miles. That would be fucking sick. And um, in animation form or live action, I don't care. Um, it, it would just be, really be a cool, cool way to announce a live action. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get into that because they're talking about a live action Miles Morales movie now, and it's Sony. It's not. It's not uh, MCU. I was going to say something about that. I'm glad Sony has this. I'm glad they have them too. Um, they've done. They, they've done. They for the most part of what they could do, they've done <laughs> Spider Man, right? Mm, I wouldn't say that. No, with this. Oh, with yeah, with the the two across Spider Verse, the Spider Verse movies? movies. Yeah, yeah, they do that right, and um, I think that mostly has to do with phil lord and christopher miller mm-hmm. uh amy pascal and avi arad are super super lucky that they found them but you know stuff like morbius and venom uh no yeah, yeah no the, nah this uh, though this like the animated spider-man they are so lucky to have animated spider-man on their on their hands that shit is they, they're doing so good with it though yeah and uh again i think it has to do a lot with phil lord christopher miller um i need to see what craven looks like i need to see how that turns out because That'll tell me what's really going on. They're also making a Hypno Hustler movie starring uh, Donald Glover, which is like, okay, why are you doing that? Um, but the biggest project that they're talking about, oh, they're doing um, El Muerto with Bad Bunny. So it's very weird what Sony is doing uh, with their live action property, live action Spider-Man properties. Um, but the Miles Morales one is probably the most, like, it's probably the biggest live action thing that they're going to do. And I'm glad that they have them. What were you gonna say though? On, you were like, "Oh, what do you think?" Because a lot of people talking, and then you stop talking. Because I cut you off. My bad. I don't remember now. Was um, it someone casted? Do you think like who we're gonna? Think? Yeah, who are you? Okay, so for live action Miles Morales, who do you think? Um, I don't yet. Look, I just I don't want them to do anybody big. They just well, do someone small. I'm fine with. Oh, well, not big. I don't. I would rather say I'd not be like one of the five recurring young black actors. Yeah. Miles Brown, uh, Caleb McLaughlin. Yeah. Not McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the dude, dude from, from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't uh, want to see that. I want to see someone unknown. I want to see somebody, you They know, don't have to be unknown, new. but they don't, just make it not one of those, like, five that pop up. I mean, those, they're pretty small actors compared to anybody else, but, like, I just, no. I don't want to, like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think we have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. Because I don't imagine them doing this for the next five years. Doing what? A live action Miles Morales movie. Yeah. So because they got that, they got Beyond the Spider Verse next year, 
and that they'll be set for a while to plan whatever they want to do. Oh, it's Sony. They don't plan. Oh, they should. Well, yeah, of course they should. But if they, they were don't. if they were smart, they could build so much off wanna, of this shit. Want to bet this movie, this live action Miles Morales movie is going to come out in the next three years, twenty twenty six. They're gonna. I, I wouldn't doubt it. They're gonna. They're gonna announce that. Hey, we're gonna do a, a live action Miles Morales movie, and we're going into pro, uh, production right now. And we Caleb have McLaughlin. Caleb McLaughlin. <laughs> come on out, and everybody's gonna be pissed. Um, I'm. I'm fine with them waiting. <clears throat> like I'd hope they'd wait. Because you never know, within the next five years, a young, like, upcoming, small actor yeah, who can play this. Because well, he starts out at 16, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they decide to go down the he starts off at 16 storyline, could go younger if they wanted to. They could go a little bit older if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- we never know. Like, a new actor could pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, Spider-Verse. Uh, I think it's probably my favorite animated movie of all time. I think it's... I think it's the best, like it, story, uh, pacing, art, music. It's all perfect to me. And I already said it's a ten out of ten. I think it's one of the perfect movies that have ever been made. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been complaining that it's uh, it's like half a movie, like it's not a finished movie, which I think is a lazy argument because it, it is a finished movie. Miles goes on a journey, uh, and he finds out that you know. There's canon events and stuff, and he at the end of the movie he's somewhere completely different than he was at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and so does uh, Gwen, and so does Miguel O'Hara. So everybody has a, a bookend in this. Um, of course, it leads up to Beyond the Spider Verse, but I don't think that this is an unfinished movie at all. How long has Beyond the Spider Verse been announced for? Well, they announced uh, Across the Spider Verse as a two-parter, so it was going to be yeah. part one and part two. But they changed it to Beyond the Spider-Verse because they didn't want to announce the title yet. Yeah, so but they, the thing is, like, I was fairly sure everyone knew that this was going to be a to-be-continued movie. Mm-hmm. So here's the story about it. Um, they were working on the, the, the movie um, very early in the development after Into the Spider-Verse came out. And they were working on it, and they were working on the story, and they are like, how can we fit all this shit in? And then they found out, like, oh, well... This is this is not one movie. Yeah, like we have to we have to put it in into two. This story that they're trying to tell, and they were saying that this movie across the Spider Verse is not a uh, a first half of t- uh, two movies. It's movie. it's the second part in a trilogy. Yeah, and that's when they found out. Yeah, we we need to do another movie, and uh, I'm glad they did because if they made this like a three hour movie. I, I don't know. I don't they, know how. They the could have fit 30 more minutes of content, and I don't think that would have been an issue. But if they were like... Really? I don't think it would have been that big of an issue. Oh, I think it would have been a huge issue. 30 more minutes of content? Yeah. That, it's a two, that's a fucking... Three-hour movie, yes, I know. Yeah. I don't think it would have been an issue. Oh, you're fucking tripping. I mean, if they like developed certain characters a little bit more, that's not that big of an issue. It is a perfect movie. Yeah, but... Like, okay, that's 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's 30 minutes of content, and we're talking about the pacing is perfect. You have to get everything correct yeah, to add yeah. 30 more minutes into this. They could have done that. No, I, don't, I disagree with that. All right. Like, the last 15 minutes uh, feel like it could end at any moment. Did you not feel that either? Well, yeah, but that's the way it was designed to be, because they, they knew they weren't going any longer than that. Uh, all right. 30 minutes, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. What, what do you think they could add? No, I don't, because there's a perfect movie. I'm glad they didn't do it, but they could have, I think. They, if they wanted to, they really wanted to change the story up a little bit, they could have like taken out certain character development moments and added a different one in. If they added more character development for Spider-Punk, or like, more of the focus on the relationship between Gwen and Miles, like just going around the city. Mm. 
stuff like that or her tracking the spot a little bit more i got a question do you think that this is a uh, a best picture nomination yeah i think it's easily best I, picture not animate uh, this is a lock for animated yeah like, easily it's gonna win it if my opinion unless like something crazy drops this yeah. probably win animated and i don't think anything else crazy is dropping like i don't think elements gonna uh, elemental is gonna it's be gonna better be than this another one of those like disney movies that makes just like the budget back maybe and then it's like oh yeah i like this movie let's watch it on disney plus i just think across the spider-verse is like not just one of the best animated movies but it's like a really 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 good film mm-hmm. so i feel like it's a lock for a best picture nomination and someone has been saying online the uh, one of the the guys that i watch he's been saying if there are 10 uh better movies that come out this year than than spider-man across the spider-verse then it's a really good year for movies yeah i don't see 10 other movies this year being better than across the spider-verse even ones that have come out i agree yeah i agree too um obviously i I agree yeah uh (laughs) this is the the easily very very easily the best western animated movie of all time okay what do you think of uh where does it rank in like my animation of all time the best animation like top three it's it's up there with some like great movies well you're saying western so uh what else is on your list yeah which one uh, You're talking about Studio Ghibli? What? Yeah. So Princess Mononoke, okay. to me, is like a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the story outside of the movie, like what they had to do to get that movie. Mm-hmm. And then like, this would probably be like number two, I think, for me. And then Graveyard of the Fireflies is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's really good. And this, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, easily, if I'm just ranking like Western animation, it's this one and like Puss in Boots too. Oh yeah, I forgot about Puss in Boots, yeah um okay well any closing thoughts on across the spider-verse i'm just i'm, I'm very happy march 29th 2024 yeah you know uh real quick so if it does get a best picture nomination uh oscar season is around february march mm-hmm. do you know how much fucking money beyond the spider-verse is gonna make opening weekend if, they if win. this wins an oscar I mean, oh it's it, gonna win so fucking it's gonna win best animated for sure yeah and then that's just gonna propel them into that and uh we're gonna be moving into movie news soon and i'll talk about it a little bit but it's just gonna be making a shit ton of money how much did what, what did the last one cap out uh like 300 like 300 350 already it's already at that number you said the last one no like this one's already at that number compared to that no no like where it's at with this number compared to that's how much total it got or is that do you y'all, do y'all know his question what so i'm saying the number that that this one's already at is almost that number already <laughs> <laughs> number two is already almost made as much as number Can one you say the titles across the across spider-verse, spider-verse is made what? 200 million dollars and that one's only made 350 yes that's crazy Yes. I know that. I was going to move into that. I know, but you were like, I'm trying to get it without saying the numbers, and you weren't understanding it. Put it in the comment section if you understood that what the fuck he was saying. Um, hold on. Okay, because I was going to move into the in the movie news. But yes, it's uh, it's it's made a lot of money, and I think that Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to make a shit ton of money, too. I thought I thought it made way more money than that. What, the first one? Yeah. No. Is that it like, didn't. It's just how much it made minus production, or is that just total how much it made? That's the total it made. Damn. That's not profit. It's uh, three hundred fifty, and it costs like seventy million to make the first. That's another one. thing. This movie only cost a hundred, and then yeah. what was the movie that was two hundred? Huh? What movie had two hundred? Uh, two hundred million dollar budget. Uh, fucking uh, the motherfucking uh, 
Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's the movie we watched last week, wasn't it? Fuck, 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 fuck. What did we watch last week? It's The Little Mermaid? I th- no. Little Mermaid was like 150 or something. Okay. Whatever. Regardless, yeah. 100 million is crazy. The profit is going to be insane because yeah. I feel like uh, second weekend is going to... Let's move into movie news real quick. All right. So, um, yeah. We loved Across the Spider-Verse and it seems like everybody else is also. It's holding a 95% on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, that's from the critics. Ninety-seven percent on uh, the audience score. Isn't it the highest IMDb movie? It is the highest-rated IMDb movie. It's the highest-rated um, IMD or not IMDb uh, letterboxed movie, which is uh, very, very, very important. I know it's and, pissing uh, people off. Oh yeah, I know. And uh, and it's making money too. It has grossed two hundred million dollars already in its opening weekend. Uh, that's worldwide, of course. But the like we said, the production was what 100 straight up 100 and um they already made 200 and they have another movie coming out so it's just gonna be uh bringing in a bunch of fucking money uh did you think it was gonna be this big i i knew it was gonna be a good movie especially with like the fact that, you know i marketed a movie theater i got to see the numbers beforehand <clears throat> i didn't think it was gonna make that much of it yeah. i didn't know that the first one only made that much the uh the budget uh, the for for not budget. Uh, the marketing for this movie was so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, all the all the posters, all the little trailers and stuff like that. They didn't show too much, and they they hyped up the movie really well because the first one didn't make that much money. It was it was an, an amazing movie, but it didn't make that much money. And um, you know, just writing off that success, uh, it was going to be kind of hard because it's been five years since the last one. Um, so I think that this is obvious success. And I think that uh, Sony should just keep, you know, doing a lot of animated movies, and they are. Um, yeah, two hundred million. Uh, where do you think that this is gonna stop at? Because a billion, it's I don't like know, billion. but seven hundred, I think, would probably be seven fifty. Uh, the sweet spot. Seven fifty eight hundred mm. probably end up at after everything goes said and done. So like what? A six hundred million dollar profit. Yeah, this is a very like rewatchable movie too. Yeah, I l- walked out and I was like, I'll probably rewatch it sometime this week. A lot of people have been saying like, yeah, I'm gonna watch, I'm, I'm gonna watch this again for sure. And like, it's a good kids movie. It's a good family movie. Um, not just for kids, but like also the adults. I mean, fuck, like everybody's dressing up and shit to this movie. The marketing for this movie was definitely directed at kids though, because we got a menu and it was like, hey guys, non-alcoholic drinks only. Really? Yeah, all the drinks that we got for the movie were non-alcoholic. Because they were they're like designed as children's mocktails. It was non-alcoholic. Yeah, it's a Shirley Temple and uh, a Blue Lagoon with a non-alcoholic uh, blue curacao. Wow. Okay. Well, and then we got like little kid blankets, like with a cape and a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. No, this is uh, definitely going to make a lot more money. I think the the second week drop off isn't going to be that bad either. It's normally for like superhero movies, like a fifty percent drop off at the very least that I've seen. 50% is really good. No, like that's like the the best I've seen. That was a... Uh, I forgot what Super it was, but I think it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy only had a 50% drop-off, mm. but it's always usually whew, above that. Yeah. Um, uh, to answer your, your like that point, too, uh, Quantumania was probably like a 65%. 69%. Remember we talked about it? Mm-hmm. So uh, 69% drop-off in the second week. Um, <laughs> Shazam was a 78 yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, um, yeah, man. So, Spider Verse, obvious success. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I got uh, something for you that I didn't put on the show notes. Uh, 
Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Shark. Well, we got another movie called Cracoon uh, coming out this year. <laughs> Who's making it? It's a it's a raccoon. <laughs> it's a raccoon that does crack. Um, this is coming from the Hollywood handle, and we have our first poster. I'm going to show you this right now. Uh, crack kills. <laughs> Say what you want, but I will be there. Um, so yeah, Crackoon. Uh, Sharknado. That is uh, that's amazing. I I haven't watched Cocaine Shark yet. Um, I did watch Cocaine Bear, and I did love it. Cocaine um, Shark's out already. Yeah, Cocaine Shark has been out. Um, and then there's going to be, uh, what's his, what's his, Big Shark by, by Tommy Wiseau. That's Next coming month. out also. We're getting, uh, we're getting really bad movies, but like really fun movies. This is good for us. Yeah. Um, let's do a little more research on Crackoon. I wanna yeah, s- I, I need to hear about that. this. I didn't know that was a fucking thing. Yeah. Are you actually serious? Cra- cra- cocaine Shark came out already? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a wide release or anything, you know? Okay, here we go. When a synthetically altered street drug is discarded in the woods by a drug dealer during a car chase with the police, the fallout proves nothing less than horrific when an innocent raccoon eats it, transforming it into the nightmarish killing machine straight from the bowels of hell with unsuspecting campers, tourists, anybody in the, uh, in the, in the proximity to the epicenter of the mountain. No one is safe from the monster's unrelenting rampage. Basically, it's just a it's a raccoon on crack. Um, I don't know who's directing this. Some dude named Brad Twig, uh, written by Todd Martin, Gary Lee Vincent. Yeah, it's oh, dude. Okay, so it's written by someone who also wrote uh, Crocodile, which is a crocodile on crack. If uh, nobody understood that, and uh, that movie is also directed by Brad Twig. And also written by Gary Lee Vincent. CCU. <sighs> oh my god. Um, Cocaine cinematic universe. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, something that I wanted to bring to your attention. I will be watching. Should we go? What, should what's we get it the, on? What's it going to be on? Caps. It's going to be in theaters, bro. Probably. It's not going to be it's at ours. I can tell you that. Like. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. So, DCU. It's uh, it's 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 ramping up. And uh, we're getting more news by the day. Comic-Con is coming up in about a month, so we're probably going to get even more news. But we got some news on the new Batman movie set in the DCU, Brave and the Bold, uh, with Jason Todd, right? No, Damian Wayne and, uh, and Batman. So it's being directed by the Flash director, Andy Muschietti. Um, James Gunn has been very outspoken with how proud he is about the Flash coming out and how good it is. And he said that it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Um, so I think it's a smart move that they got Andy Muschietti to direct the Batman movie in the DCU. What do you think about it? I mean, I, we haven't watched The Flash yet, so I can't really say anything. But from well, his, you've watched uh, it, yeah, yeah, I've watched it. I was going to say that. So uh, based on it, he did. Did he do part one and two? Part one and two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's also doing the live action ad- adaptation of uh, Attack on Titan, which I did not know. Uh, so we'll see how the flashes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so far with it, it, it part one and two, I mean, he's gotten a story. I'm, I trust James Gunn to like lead if he wants to lead or he know he knows who he's picking. James Gunn knows what he wants to do with what he has. So him picking Andy Muschietti would only be a positive thing, really. 
And especially yes. if he says he's spoken about, about like the Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that he's more ca- than capable of taking this on. A lot of people are saying the Flash is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are just saying that. Not just um, James Gunn. So he, he did It. He did It Chapter 2. He also did a movie called Mama. Do you remember that movie? It's a horror movie with... Uh, with uh like no, this never, little girl i never like, watched it no? I, know what you're talking about. I, I i think i've seen it a couple times maybe but um <clears throat> i remember liking this movie a lot and uh he's, he's a good director i think that it's a it's a smart choice because if all this hype around the flash is coming out um it would be very smart to uh to lock him down as a director in mm-hmm. your in your cinematic universe coming up so you also draw in the older fans because like this is the last mc well, aquaman 2 is the last uh dc movie mm-hmm. right mm-hmm yeah, it's smart. You want to lock in some of the older fans to come back. Mm-hmm. You take some of the directors in the movie. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have seen uh, The Flash by this point, if you guys are just rewatching this movie or whatever, um, or rewatching this episode, let us know what you think about this hire. Uh, we got some more news on some live action remakes. I know we love talking about live action remakes on this. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, the remake, is uh, finding its cast members, and they just cast their two leads. Uh, Hiccup and Astrid were their names, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Thames, who was in The Black Phone, and uh, I think he was really good in, in that movie. You have some... I was just joking. Oh, you were? Yeah. Don't lie. I looked back at it, and I was like, man, eh, it's not... Again, I don't know what to think <laughs> of the movie. It's a live-action dragon movie. Okay. Uh, and yeah. then... <laughs> what no i was like did i say i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> and then um nico parker uh is playing astrid in the movie uh i've never seen nico parker in anything i've uh mason thames in the black phone he was really really good in that so uh i'm excited for it again i haven't even seen the how to train your dragon stuff that's more of you what do you think of these uh castings um again i don't know nico parker from anything but i've watched the black phone he's really good um i do think he looks they both look a little older mm-hmm. than they were in the first movie um we, whenever you watch it let me know what you think because i don't know I do, yeah at, i do need to watch these um it should be fine especially if like they take their time with the movie because again this is a live action dragon movie i don't know what to expect right now mm-hmm. there's so many dragons in the first movie like it's not like they're just gonna have like the one you know like toothless mm-hmm. There's like a fuck ton of dragons in the first movie. So this yeah. is going to be a big issue if they don't know how to like CGI yeah. it correctly. Yeah. And what's good is that it's the same uh, it's the same director who who helmed the uh, original trilogy. So he's excuse me. He's got some experience with uh, you know, animating dragons and stuff. Maybe not in live action form, but I feel like it'll look decent enough. Um, it can't be worse than anything that Disney has done, you know. Yeah. So that's, a, that's like a hot that's a low floor high ceiling thing though yeah i mean like the worst you can do is like disney stuff yeah and then uh you know the best you can do is like like straight up avatar kind yeah. of like cgi and stuff so. but that, again i don't think they're gonna go that deep into it so yeah i don't uh, know it's gonna be like fucking detective pikachu animation <laughs> uh picking up mason thames though is, is a really good move uh mm-hmm. nico parker who was on the last of us apparently i think she played uh oh. the daughter right 